When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 20, Chapter Titled. As time goes by. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we've got three eyes between us. <laughs> Alden's wearing sort of an eye patch right now. Very sort of. I have patched together an eye patch? That doesn't, that sounds it's terrible. A sleep, it's a sleep mask that he has on sideways over his eye that he scratched or something. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's really bad though. It hurts. Um, anyway, Tanya. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. How You're, are you doing? Um, pretty good. Other than the whole eye thing? Yeah, other than the whole, whole eye thing. Um, yeah. have you ever? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you ever? Whatever you're going to ask me is probably a yes. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a way to, to make this not turn into us discussing frustrations in our marriage. <laughs> Have you ever taken uh, uh, things too seriously? Yes. I mean, I think too seriously? No. But <laughs> There we go. But compared to you, yes. And there are things that you take more seriously than I do where I'm like, it's whatever. But, like, we have different ideas of what is serious. It's true. Anyway, speaking of frustrations in our marriage. (laughs) I don't think these are frustrations in a marriage. It's just how people are. And it, it can be frustrating, but it's not, like, like, if I were to live with a friend that had a different idea of clean than I did. Yeah. We it wouldn't be frustrations in a marriage. It would just be frustrations. Yeah, but I mean, based on my knowledge, you marry anybody you live with, so it's you still would end up marrying them, and it would be a marriage. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. It Tanya takes things. Um, Tanya is uh, very driven to make sure everything around her is perfect at all times, and I think it's important to let go of that stuff sometimes and obviously there are things that i do take seriously and and really do bother me like when our kitchen gets gross really does bother me um but if things aren't quite put away all the time then i don't want to constantly stress out about it especially when you have three kids in the house that are constantly moving things around and messing things up so but tanya can't function if Things are like that. Yeah. Like, I I genuinely cannot relax if there are things that need to be done that are not going to be done if I do not do them. And while my whole family does help me, it is not, it is not to the standard that I've given myself. Like, for instance, like, when I clean the kitchen, I move, like, everything around on the counters and, like, scrub behind it. And I wash, like the wall off behind the sink and like I scrub the sink and I clean the microwave and like those are all things that are important to me that I know that if I don't do them they don't 
get done because nobody sees that dirt. I don't see that dirt until I move it, but I know that it's there because I do it. So it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I did live in a home that was terrible. Right. In my late teens and all the way up until I was 29. And it was oppressive and it was depressing. And do I stress out about making things a certain way? Yes, but our house is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like, even when I spend all day cleaning, it's still not perfect. Right. Which means when I'm, when it's really bad, it's gross. So, and, and everyone just has a different idea of what that is or are, is more willing to live in it than I am. And I'm just not. Um, like, my car can be messy, but it's not atrocious. And I'll let it be messy, but I won't let it get to where it looks like I'm living in it. Or if I decide, like, I'm going to grow food. I'm going to grow food that we can eat in the summertime. Like, that is important to me. It is important to me that, like, my kids understand where food comes from. Like, those are things that are important to me, so I start doing it. Well, as much as I love doing it, I also want to do it well. So then I spend a ton of time out there and I know how to water in a way that isn't going to introduce disease to the plants. So like, even though my family offers to help me, it's not, it wouldn't be helpful because they haven't done the research into it that I have. So like there's, I do take it seriously. Do you ever listen to the song? Like, here I go again on my own. No, I do not. Do you ever hear it in your head just like no. as you're doing stuff? Damn. No. Okay. I'm usually listening to something. That's true. What kind of stuff are you listening to? I'm still on Dimension 20. Yep. I'm almost done with Unsleeping City. That is the second, their second series. Um, and it's wonderful. It is. I finished it today. It has taken over my life in a way that I'm not exactly happy with only because like I've just been off for five days in a row and I have read no books the Sandman series came out on Netflix I thought I would be done with it by now I've watched three episodes I started Paper Girls I never finished it because the only thing I'm doing is watching and listening to Dimension 20 well maybe after you finish this series you can take a break yeah I need to read yeah so there you go it was you also you still got to enjoy something you were enjoying something yeah, no, a lot for sure and i made that choice but you enjoyed it yeah i love it okay um what have i been watching mm-hmm. oh i'm glad you asked um i've uh, i i finished unsleeping city as well uh and and i'm excited to watch more of dimension 20 um which we found out you can watch the whole first season of Fantasy High on YouTube. Friend of the show, Miranda, is doing that right now. Yep. So you don't have to get dropout in order to watch that first season. Yeah, but we did watch the first episode of Sandman. Um, uh, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, it's, um, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. I read the you know first few years of the comic, but that was f- 
forever, forever, ever, ever ago. So I don't really remember anything about it other than the setting. So I'm able to just kind of watch this and not think about the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, keeping up with what we do in the shadows, that's the best. Absolutely. It is my favorite. It fills me with so much joy. Well, you know what else we watched, Tanya? What else did we watch? Boy Meets Girl. What? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 20, Chapter Titled. As Time Goes By. Uh, go ahead and blur me up. The blurb for this week is Corey and Topanga travel back in time to the 1940s in a film noir spoof. Yep, back back to the past again. It's, it's uh, Boy Meets World's favorite thing. Uh, they, well, they've got like four or five different things. They've got the Corey and Eric are mad at each other's story. They've got the Corey and Topanga are too old for each other's story. I mean, they act too old for each other's story. Um, they it, act too old for each other? Whatever. Everybody knows what I mean. They uh, act like an old married couple story? Yes, yes. And look at you correcting me. Mm-hmm. Ain't. Um, oh my gosh, if you said ain't. Uh, let's see. Um, and they've got the let's go back in time for some reason story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode was directed by Steve Hofer. Hofer? H-O-E-F-E-R. Hofer. Okay. And it was written by Erica Montalfo. Uh, so let's get started. Tanya, where do we start? Classroom or not? We're not in the classroom. Where we're are we? in a black and white film. Don't know what the location is at the moment, but you hear Eric narrating over it and he starts like pass. He, you see like a body on the ground with a blanket over it, and he starts talking about the people that could have done it, and it like passes over a crowd of people that includes who we know as Amy and Feeney and Alan and Rachel, Angela, Sean, and Jack um, are all in this group of people. It could have been any of them, um, and. Then he pulls the blanket back, and you find out the dead body is Topanga. Yeah. He's trying to get information out of people. He tries to talk to Feeney with the Fez hat on, and Feeney is like... Who he calls Fez head. Uh-huh. Feeney is like, talk is cheap. Uh, and Eric goes, I know what you mean. And he hands him a couple $1 bills, and Feeney goes, apparently you are. But Feeney explains that she got in the way. Uh, and Eric is like, now I need to figure out who this is. And then we cut to... The Mary Dorm Apartment Place. MDAP. Yeah? MDAP. Um, yeah. Corey is eating popcorn. He is not eating popcorn. <laughs> he is tossing popcorn everywhere. And his bowl is full. So where did this popcorn come Jesus. from? Jesus. <laughs> Tanya has a lot of feelings <laughs> about this episode. I do. Um, his bowl is full. Uh-huh. He's sitting there uh-huh. pretending to shove popcorn in his mouth. Uh-huh. It's not going into his mouth. It's yeah. flying everywhere. It's uh-huh. on the couch. They have like a normal couch where like the covers or the cushions can come off. Do you know how much popcorn is under those cushions how right much? now? How much do you think? I don't know. A bowl full? Where did it come from? Maybe he keeps getting his bowl filled. Yeah, because he's emptying it out onto the floor and uh-huh. into the couch. Yeah. It's everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you can just hear the crunching as, like, uh-huh. if someone got up to walk. Yeah. 
it's a nightmare. And uh-huh. he's just sitting there, like, laughing hysterically at the television. And uh-huh. as he's laughing, popcorn is, like, flying out of his mouth. And Topanga's, like, at a desk trying to write a paper. And Corey keeps bursting out in fits of laughter. We're going to get through this. You and I. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Topanga could have gone in another room, to be fair. But... Anyway, yeah, Corey is watching what is clearly Looney Tunes. Um, like, you can hear the sound effects in the background and stuff. Uh, he's throwing popcorn around. Um, he uh, he tells Topanga, like, look, it, 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 this is going to be a long night. Like, you need to take a break. Um, and Topanga's like, we both have the same paper due tomorrow, and I'm the only one studying. How can you live like this? And Corey is just like, you need to take a break. You need to relax. Come over here and watch some cartoons. And she does. She sits down on top of a hundred pieces of popcorn. Why would Corey think that that is relaxing? But to be fair, Topanga says, yeah, you could use a little more stress in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no, you don't need to stress out about something for it to be important to you. But anyway. Well, even if you're not stressed about it, prioritize. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's what I was saying. Not stress. <laughs> He's not prioritizing. He's not doing shit. I, I'm aware. But she doesn't say prioritize. She says you need stress in your life, which is a very different thing. Um, but anyway, she says, you know what? You're right. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go clean the closet. And Corey says, that's not relaxing. Um, and Tanya looked at me and then she, she gets into the closet and she starts opening a door. She's like, well, she, yeah, Did you she's, know that- she's moving stuff around in the closet and she moves a whole rack of clothes over and there's this like square shaped door in the back. And she's just like, Corey, did you know there's a door in the back of this closet? And he's like, yeah. No, he doesn't. He, he's just, he's too busy laughing at Wiley Coyote. I swear he said yes. Um, I knew that was there or something like that. And she opens the door and gets sucked in. And then we cut to another black and white scene. Like, she falls into a phone booth. She's in color. The rest of the world is black and white. And then she opens the phone booth and she turns black and white, which I actually thought was a really cool effect. Mm -hmm. And then she's, like, dressed in, like, 1940s clothes. This is a vibe I love. Yeah. She... She starts looking around and somebody says, like, welcome to Rory's Shangri-La Cafe. And it cuts over to the piano where Amy is sitting on top of the piano, like, singing her little heart out. And Jack is playing the piano. um, And Eric's voice is narrating and says that that's Ella Fitzgerald Kennedy uh, singing. And she used to sing with Sinatra, but not Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Harry Sinatra or something. Or it's like Irv Sinatra. And then cuts to Jack and he's like, that's Weehawk and Willie. He's like the great, great grandson of Mozart, but not the regular Mozart. And Angela walks in and he's like, that's Angela. No, he says Angel. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's Angel. Nuff said. And she walks up to Topanga and is like, I'm Angel Nuff said. And Sean is back behind the bar. It's His name is Isaac what? Isaac Good... I, Isaac Goodshot Kelly. And he's like, 
He's been here. He came in yesterday. Didn't leave. Um, Topanga goes over to the bar and is talking to him and, and he's just like, yeah, like, it's a great time here. Everyone's here just having a good time. You sit down right here, forget all your worries, like, come on, get happy, and, like, puts a cup down in front of her and cuts over to Weehawk and Willie, who's like, forget your troubles, come on, get happy. That could be a song. Mm, no. Uh, so Topanga tells Isaac Kelly she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know where she is or who she is. And he kind of says like, oh, well, I might know someone who can help you. Um, but then also then Corey comes in, who is Rory, like Rory Shangri-La. And um, he just comes in. He's like, is everybody having a great time? And everybody's just like, yeah. And uh Eric's voiceover is just like, that's Rory. He owns this place and everything in it, but not her. Not yet. And she walks over to him and starts talking, and then it cuts back to Eric in his office, office and he's like, that's me. I'm the gum shoe. And it zooms in on his shoe with gum on it, and he's like, that's gum on my shoe. And it zooms out, and Rachel is sitting on the, the desk and she's chewing gum, and she pulls a piece out of her mouth and puts it on his shoe, and he's like, that's more gum on my shoe. <laughs> that was so funny to me. It was really funny, and Rachel looked super cute. Yeah. Um, and... Like, even her playing the, like, sort of ditzy, like, gumshoe office secretary, that was canon then, and she did such a great job. Yeah. Uh, Eric says, all beauty. No brains. And it cuts, it shows Rachel. And then he goes, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about me. <laughs> uh, and then Topanga walks in. And she's like, I need, I need to talk. And Eric's voiceover in his head is like, she needed to talk about something. And she's like, uh, yeah, hello. Hi. I can hear you. Like, where, where did. She's like, well, I, like, yeah, I just said that. Like, why did you repeat after me? And he was like, what do you mean? I didn't say anything. She's like, I just heard you. And then he thinks something else again. You hear it in the narration. And she's like, you just did it again. And then she thinks something and he hears it. And then he tries to talk to her like tele- uh, telepathically and she hears it again. And, every- and then we cut away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, well, it's the case of the missing identity. Miss, I'm going to need some ID. And she just, like, stares at him. Uh, So we cut back out to the place. Well, we go to the married dorm. Uh, Okay, do we? Yeah. We go to the married dorm where we see Corey still on the couch, still shoveling popcorn in his mouth. And he's, like, yelling, hey, Topanga, get out here. This popcorn needs salt. And then we cut back. Then we cut back. Uh, And they're talking about how, like, you know, you have all the time in the world here. Um, uh, Topanga's talking about how, like, you know, I just feel like I'm meant to be here. Well, she's a waitress now. Oh, yeah, that's true. And she's Trixie. Yeah. She's Trixie. She's a waitress. She's doing a great job. She's having a great time. Um, and everyone seems to like her pretty well. And then Rory comes in, or she goes over to Rory to fill his coffee. He's like, why don't we get hitched? 
And she's like, like, you want to marry me? And he says, yes. And they have a whole back and forth about, like, getting married. And they start kissing. And he says, like, ain't it grand? Well, So he says, I'm not going to take no for an answer. And she says, you won't have to. And then they kiss. And I just wanted to point out, point that out because they've had a lot of kisses in this show. And this was somehow, like, the most passionate kiss they've ever mm-hmm. had. Like, she's just like... Well, because it was that 1940s, like, over the top. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. And Eric comes up behind them, taps her on the shoulder, and is like, I have some leads on who you are. She turns around. She's like, uh, give it to me straight, dummy. And he's like, um... Do you ever heard of a thing called a dimensional time vortex? And, and all of a sudden, she starts thinking about all the things that she was worried about, like the tests, the bills, the laundry, the popcorn all over the floor, everything. And she goes, hmm, no, and turns around and starts making but, out with Rory again. But when Eric says time dimensional vortex, uh, time continuum vortex, the whole like it goes dun, 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 mm-hmm. and it cuts to everybody in the the bar looking around at each other. And then when Topanga comes back, she goes, no, I don't, I don't know anything about a time continuum vortex. And it goes, dun, 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 again. And then uh, that's, they kiss again. And Corey's just like, ain't it grand? And she's like, okay, now that we're getting married, would it be possible for you to, to not say ain't? And he's like, what's wrong with saying ain't? But the whole, as she says that, the whole lounge looks at her like, excuse me? Yeah. And that's when, uh, I, I don't remember who, somebody's, Eric or, or Sean says, this, the dame's gonna run amok. Yeah, she, he says, the dame's gonna run amok. And then Jack, or Weehawk and Willie, uh, is like, this is it, dame's gonna run amok. And... Uh, starts, like, singing, 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 and then it flips to, like, later. Everyone is just, like, laying around. They're not happy. They're not having a good time. And, um... Eric says... Eric says, um, it looks like she turned Shangri-La into Angri-La. Which is great. It was great, but, like, everybody starts talking... To each other about what's going on with them. And um, Feeney says something about, like, I've decided I don't like that dame. And uh, what's Alan's name? Oh, I don't remember. You have it written? Yeah. Costello. Okay. So Feeney is Fezhead and. Uh, Alan is Costello, and Costello's like, don't say Dame. And Feeney's like, why? What's wrong with Dame? And uh, Costello is like, um, she told me that it was, it was inappropriate. It wasn't okay to say. It wasn't politically correct. Right. And then they all start saying, they all start talking about things that she has told them that has just ruined their life. By just kind of giving some instructional guidance, like, hey, don't do that. Don't say that. Rachel's like, she told me gum was going to ruin my teeth. And like, um, 
angel. Um, she says something about ain't again, I think. Yeah. Anyway. It was like grammar. Right. It was um, gram- so- Oh, you don't... She- it, you, she says something like, Yo, you don't play piano well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, Weehawk and Willie and Ella Fitzgerald Kennedy have an argument about the fact that Ella Fitzgerald Kennedy does not have good songs. And um, Ella says, like, you don't play so, you don't play so good. And Weehawk and Willie's like, well, you don't play so well. Well, Angela says that. Oh, Angela you? says that. A- Angel says that and then goes, oh, I sound like her. Yeah. So they're all furious and they decide they want to kill. They start chanting, die. Trixie. Die. Die. Um, so, and- so Eric runs out and he runs to the phone booth that has all this tape on it. This is like, do not answer the phone. Time this vortex. is a time vortex. And he's like thank God I can't read, and, like, pulls it all down and goes and answers the phone in the phone booth. And then we cut back to MDAP. MDAP. Uh, and Eric falls out of the, the the closet and looks up and stands up, and Corey is, you know, talking about, oh, the show, blah, 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 that stupid coyote. Topanga. And, yeah, he thinks he's talking to Topanga, and then he looks over, and it's Eric. And Eric looks at him and goes, Rory? And Corey goes, Rarick? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, how did you get in here? And Eric's like, through the time vortex in your closet. And Corey's like, um, if you want to try on Topanga's shoes again, then, like, just tell me. And Eric's like, no, you don't understand. Like, Topanga or Trixie is over there everybody's yelling for her. You have this time vortex in your closet. Just go through the door. So he leads a grumbling Corey to the closet and like pushes him through. They get there. It's already too late. They note that there's already dead body on the floor. Um, Corey walks over and pulls it back and it's Topanga. And he's like, who would do this? And um, everybody starts whistling, but then it like, it cuts to Corey. Rory walks into the room and Corey walks over to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you're a very handsome young man. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, why would you do this? And Rory says, she was getting in the way of our happiness. And Corey makes a speech about how she never got in the way of his happiness. That the things that she did added value to his life and taught him things. And he wouldn't be the same without her. And how dare they kill her because they felt guilty because they knew she was right. Yep. And um, now we cut back to the Mary Dorm Park place. Well, he wakes, he goes to wake oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trixie wakes- up and he's like, Topanga, Topanga, wake up. And she's like, I can't, I'm dead. And he's like, no, you're not dead. This isn't real. This is like a cartoon. Like none of this is actually happening, but it looks like you needed this rest so I'm glad that this happened. And so we cut back. She is studying, and then she decides she's going to get up and relax and watch cartoons with Corey. Yeah. Right and- as Corey is about to get up and actually start doing something. Right. And she sits down with him, and she's like, ain't it? Ain't life great? And he's like, did you just say ain't? And she's like, yeah. Then he kisses her on the head because, you know, saying ain't is so adorable. 
Tanya, how did you feel about this episode? I loved it. I surprisingly absolutely loved it. I was not excited when I saw it was the time travel episode, but I really love that, like, aesthetic, the 1940s, like, detective kind of thing. Like, I love it. And it fits Topanga so well. Like, it fits Danielle Fischel so well. Um, But I also liked which way I related to it. Like, I am Topanga in this situation. Unfortunately, no one seems to see the value in that (laughs) the way that Corey realized that he does, but I am the Topanga in this situation. And the things that I do, I don't do them because I would rather be working than having fun. I do them because it is important to everyone around me's life. It's just not necessarily acknowledged that way. That's, that's, it is acknowledged and it is important, and, but it, it is also still a thing where it would be nice for you to be able to relax sometimes. Yes, it would. So. It would be nice, but things still have to be done. Um, but that being said, like, I liked how Corey ended up saying, like, how could you do that when she was just telling you about yourself and you're upset because you know it's true. That was really good. Um, I thought Eric had some good jokes throughout the episode. Um, Fez Head Feeny was adorable. Rachel was so cute. Angela was so cute. Um, yeah, I, I liked this episode a lot and I was pleasantly surprised. How did you feel about this episode? I thought it was great. I, I also wasn't excited about it going in because it was another time travel episode. And historically, they haven't been good. And I didn't particularly remember this one. We talked about that last week where I don't really remember the n- the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been so long since we've watched them that I, I don't really remember them. And I think as they start, I will remember them. Like as this one started, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it, remember right. it. Um, and then by the time it was you know, partially through, I was like, this is actually surprisingly fun. Uh, it was really well acted. It was really well written. It was clear that they were just trying to make a fun story mm-hmm. um, and relate it to a real thing that a married couple is going to deal with. I mean, no matter what, no matter who you are in the relationship, you're going to have these differences in the way that you see your home or, or your lives. And if this is a very real thing that you're going to have to deal with. Um, and decide how to manage it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really great. I thought everyone acted really well in it. I thought the jokes were dumb and funny. Um, and overall I, I enjoyed it. There's not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, we're, we're, this is a very, we're barely into recording a podcast and and it's, (laughs) it's already almost over. Part of it is because I don't want to sit here and uh, debate the merits of our relationship on a podcast as that's just not fun for people to listen to. Um, So the ways that we relate to this aren't as fun for us to discuss here. Well, I think it's important to point out, like, no matter who you are with, who you marry, who your roommate is or whatever, that no one shares your brain. Right. Like... 
I don't share Alden's brain. He does not share my brain. Like, so, there, and there's no one on earth that shares your brain. Right. So, you're going to have a difference of opinion when it comes to priorities. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's just how it is. It's not a marriage issue. Right. It's just the way life is. Right. Yeah. Um, and anybody, obviously, your whole life, like, your first time living with roommates is is such a stressful experience. I think literally every time, every time. I can't imagine there's anybody who's ever just had their first roommate and it's been great. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to learn how to coexist with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's just a universal experience which is why this episode probably works for anybody married or not yeah um anyway that's how i feel about this episode yeah anything else i don't think so then i guess we better get to i get better get to my looney tunes cartoons and you better get to your <laughs> cleaning up oh, i gotta go make you waffles um and i need to go buy an eye patch <laughs> <laughs> priorities uh, yep yeah. um Tanya, tell people where they can find us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can come chat with us. Um, I guess that's going to do it for us. It's like the shortest episode ever. Yeah, I'm sorry for the shortest episode ever. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Because everything in the episode was so black and white. That was good. <laughs> That was good. Um, you guys, I wish, <laughs> I wish everyone listening could have seen Tanya's face as she said that and was just like, so, so proud. Um, it takes joy in the little things. Um, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 20. Do good. Class dismissed.